is a Grower Group podcast produced in conjunction with Bayer Crop Science. On this podcast, we'll discuss the great efforts and events going on in the Grower Group networks right around Western Australia. We hope you'll enjoy it and get involved in the Grower Group conversation. Welcome to the Southern Dirt Podcast for July 2019. My name's Craig White, I'm a Technical Field Representative with Bayer Crop Science and also a long-term supporter with Southern Dirt. I'm out the back of the Southern Dirt offices today, actually just ahead of their Southern Dirt board meeting and I'm sitting here with Evan Hall, the Chair of Southern Dirt. How are you today, Evan? Well, thanks, Craig. And yourself? Yeah, going good, mate. It's good to see a little bit of rain again and uh, it's been a, been a good rain and we're hoping for some more today. Bring on the precipitation. Absolutely. No, all very good. So on this podcast um, this month, July, we're going to catch up with obviously Evan here, the Chair of Southern Dirt, and also with Marissa Maitland, who's the Project Officer. We spoke last time about the cropping challenge and her and I are going to give an update on that as we walk through the plots and also introduce Bromman Copestake, who's the Research and Development Manager here with Southern Dirt. So plenty to get on with and talk about, but also a few little events and things coming up over the next little while and I'm sure Evan will touch on a couple of those and most importantly the Southern Dirt Expo coming up in early August so that'll be fun to get along to if you haven't already. Um, Evan will give some details on that I'm sure as we talk through. So Evan yeah um, you've been associated with Southern Dirt for a long time now and it's been fantastic so you know just give us a little bit of background about yourself and you know why are you involved with Southern Dirt? Yeah sure thanks Craig um, and thanks for thanks for having me as part of this podcast today. Um, I'm um, I'm a farmer in uh, Woodenilling, Catanning and Wagen Shires, I'm part of a family operation with my wife's family. Um, we're mixed farmers, we're um, into, we have a self-replacing merino flock and um, crop wheat, barley, oats, canola and hay. Um, I've been on the board of Southern Dirt for I think six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um wanted to be involved with community stuff, worked out I was getting too old to play sport and thought that this was a great way to get involved. Um, and what I've really enjoyed about being in Southern Dirt, part of it is um, I get out as much as I put in. You know, I, I mm. just constantly am learning from the people around you. Um, and I've really enjoyed the challenge. I've been chair, I think, for a couple of years now. I was vice chair for, uh, I think, every other year I've been on the board prior to prior to taking on the chairmanship. Yep. Um, and... I just learn so much from it. I um, I really do get a kick out of the challenge of being chairman and, and pushing myself to be a better chair. And um, yeah, look, and just wanting to be involved in the ag industry mm-hmm. at a level different to just being hands-on farming. So yeah, I get a lot out of it. and I really enjoy it, and that's why I'm still on board. It's um, and geez, you meet you get some great opportunities, and you meet some fantastic people along the way, and it's um, yeah. I couldn't couldn't recommend it highly enough. If there's someone out there that's motivated and wants to um, wants to be involved, you know, we're always we're always uh, have open arms and we're we're always keen for new blood. So um, come and see us. Oh, that's terrific. I mean, look, we all live in the communities that we you know that we're present in, and that's what it's all about. In Southern Dirt, it's really expanding. There's a lot of communities that rely on agriculture and food production. I think that that point sometimes missed on people that are not directly involved, but you know what? They are really involved if they live in that area. They should really get on board and get involved with it, Evan. Yeah, for sure, I'm certain, Craig. Regional communities, particularly in this part of the world, well, I guess through the wheat belt, doesn't not excluding anywhere else, but you know the. Rural communities are, um, I guess, supported largely by farming, and that's um... absolutely. And everyone, you know, has a special 
role to play, whatever they're doing, whether they're a consumer, you know, it's important that they also talk to us, whether you're an input provider, a machinery, you know, livestock seller, buyer, whatever it might be, everyone's um, critical to this whole process. So, Evan, look, um, you've been the chair for a while and been involved with Southern Dirt for a long time now, and it's really good to understand a little bit why you've wanted to be involved. Obviously, we understand the, the role of groups like Southern Dirt in our communities, but, you know, what's also important to you, um, you know, what have you been most happy about over your time, I suppose, in, in being part of Southern Dirt in terms of what are some of the big achievements that you can remember? Um, I guess there's one bit that really stands out and, um, you know, everyone's been a part of the building the organisation right right from the get-go. But um, I think Tracy Hodgkin's appointment um, three and a bit years ago has been really pivotal to the growth of the, the organisation and we've really gone from strength to strength and and just seeing it almost month by month now um we're really starting to hit our straps and gaining some traction which is great because i thought the group always had the potential Mm -hmm. um and i think it grower groups i think sometimes are underestimated for the part they play in agriculture there's there's been a good paper published uh that was put together by peter cook and nicole taylor from agnology i think last year um, reflecting the value of grower groups to to the agriculture industry, so um, yeah, I I think they they play a huge part and they're very valuable and it's it's a grassroots place for growers and industry people to come and put their thoughts in and um, I guess it's where things can really start happening and you can start driving driving some things and that uh, hopefully eventually drive change. Yeah, that's what it's all about and learning about them in your own area and having people interested enough to come along. I mean, we're going to talk a bit about the cropping challenge later on with Marissa. Um, We're going to go through the plots and have a talk about those. But from my side too, since, you know, Southern Dirt started up all those years ago, I think it was 2010, Mm. you know, we've been involved. I've been involved since then and the cropping challenge for me has probably been a big highlight because it's just been a fantastic way to have a bit of banter, of course. Yeah, You know, it's great. It's obviously it's great to uh, to be the winner or whatever, but it's not just about that, is it? You know, it's it's the journey along the way and that's what's great about these uh, groups like Southern Dirt and I've really enjoyed it. The looking, the looking, and the learning, Craig, and, mm. and like you said, the locally specific part for me Absolutely. is particularly important. Um, I think there's nothing like seeing a trial either on your own farm or next door in your patch really drives things home. It's all good, good and well reading things out of a trial booklet sometimes, but personally for me, nothing drives it home like seeing it with your own eyes, and that's that's the opportunities that grower groups present and um, that we're trying to trying to push along with um, in our patch. Oh, it's fantastic. So, look, I'm talking on some of the opportunities and projects and things. What are some specific things you'd like to have a talk about, you know, um, for listeners, things you've been involved with or would like to give a bit more information about, Evan? Yeah, sure, Craig. Look, um, the list is um, exhaustive. I can can see the list there. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's so much happening um, with Southern Dirt at the moment. You almost barely know where to start. But um, Texpo is just shaping up to be absolutely outstanding this year. I think the last um, the last Texpo a couple of years ago was a fantastic event and really well received. We had some great feedback yep. um, and this one's looking bigger and better which I guess is natural progression but Jess Bance is um, is our Texpo coordinator and she's she's a powerhouse. She's doing Yeah, I just met Jess there. inside at the, uh, the office there and she seems to be doing a great job and I've got in my hand here a fantastic um, brand hot probably off the press i think this uh, farmer's guide or guide future farming conference and ag 
Tech showcases the Texpo and will be held on the 7th and 8th of August at Wagen and Katanning. So information online, but these um, printed yeah. copies are really good too, Evan. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Get amongst it. It's, um, the, the, I think the program is uh, the draft program we're going to be looking at today at the board meeting and that's going to be uh, start to be pushed out in in final version pretty shortly, and we're we're super excited about it. It's looking great. Yeah, there's some um, fantastic um, speakers and opportunities there, including looking at some of the future equipment as well on day two. Yeah. Actually, getting a good look at that at Catanning and being up close and personal to it, which I think is really good because we can read all about this stuff if we've got the time. Yeah, uh, hear people talking about it, but to actually touch it and see it, um, we know how powerful that can be. So. Really looking forward to it, and yeah, it's texpo.com.au is the website, and that's t-e-c-h-s-p-o.com.au, texpo.com.au. Um, yeah, look, and and I guess it's um, just to carry on a bit more on that. It's it's the it's a place to be able to get front and center and face to face with the the innovators, people that are early adopters and using these things, but also the people that are manufacturing and producing the stuff and you can really ask them the hard questions that um, you, know, you might not get the opportunity to do many other places, so yeah, strongly recommend getting getting amongst it, but um, other stuff that we've got going on at the moment, Craig that are really exciting projects we've, um, we've got a new project with uh, MLA and Origo, which is a um, farm connectivity project, Um that will not rely on um, mobile phone signal, so mm-hmm. that's that's pretty interesting. That's in its infancy, but it's starting to kick off in the next month or so. Um, just just on that, Evan, is that so? MLA involved, obviously, and what yes. was the other company you said? Uh, Origo. Origo. So is that around the livestock space specifically? It, or? it is. Yeah. Yep. So is this like the um, the collars or trackers for animals and no, that sort of thing? It's, no, it's about making whole farm connectivity. So I oh, think okay. um, yep. Murchison Station is um, has been a site so far that's been in the media a bit. Yep. And they've had great success with um, practice change through the adoption of technology. Um, so we're looking at implementing uh, a range of products that'll give you, um, well, firstly, connectivity across your property that you're yep. going to need to implement some of this stuff, but then looking at stuff like remote uh, water monitoring, yeah. um, flow sensing. Oh, geez, that's just to name a few. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's once you've got the connectivity, then the ideas are flowing. We can actually make that a reality on the farm. Yeah, As absolutely. opposed to currently, it's a few challenges uh, yeah. relying on the towers miles away or whatever. Definitely. So frustrating when you can see the towers and it doesn't work, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't get me started, Craig. No, don't get me started either. <laughs> no worries. All right, now, just on to um, flax. I know that's a... You know, a important or has been an important crop here in the area over the years so just tell us a little bit more about that yeah sort of before my time i'm 36 so i've been farming for a bit over 10 years but i believe um generation before me has some have some experience with flax and i I think there used to be a flax mill at boy brook but um we're looking at with a new set of eyes um and looking at it um i guess looking at what we can do with it with the crop and think there's some great opportunities there for um, a value-added product, and that's starting to take shape. We've got um, small plot trials in four sites through our membership patch, and we've also got a, a paddock-sized trial, paddock-scale trial um, in Catanning. So, terrific. Um, the next step uh, that we're working through at the moment is is um, with external help. Um, very keen to learn. It looks really exciting at the moment. It's something I'm really interested in learning mm. about and seeing how it all develops. 
Yeah, I remember um, when I was growing up, so it would probably just be a handful of years before you, Evan. But you turned it up, um, buddy. No, <laughs> um, over in South Australia in the mid-north, and there was a few flax um, crops could have grown back in those years yeah, and sure. um, yeah very attractive crop actually very yeah, interesting yeah. so there is a bit of obviously knowledge that exists and it'll be great to get some more diversity into the systems over here mm, absolutely very good um, we've also got a Hoggett Wagyu project that's um, in its infancy as well but um, yeah we've just been it's it's been a talking point for many years um, you know within the board but I guess it you hear it talked about many places, um, you know, around the the livestock region, the sheep region, but just on, um, I guess, how fickle the the system is with lamb versus hoggett, and yep. wanting to try and do something about that. A one day it's a lamb, the next day it's a hoggett. Yeah. Is, um, I think causes people some grief, and some pain. So, um, so something we're looking at, and um, yeah, I guess watch the space for how the project. Um, progresses yeah well i grew up on mutton actually yeah the hoggets were special back in those yeah, days yeah. and it didn't stunt my growth evan <laughs> uh, yeah. very good that's that sounds really interesting hoggett wagyu so mm. yeah where's that currently at at the moment like how you know what's what uh, sort of progress from here do you think i think we're looking for some trial hosts mm-hmm. um as far as i know and um it's not one that i'm directly involved with um you know uh, as far as a, a hands-on or organisational level, but uh, to my knowledge, at, the, at this point, that's where we're up to, just um, looking for some trial hosts. So. so some more information to get in touch with the Southern Dirt Office here. Absolutely, yep. yep. Excellent. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's really good, Evan. It's been fantastic catching up with you. Now, one thing I did want to ask you, you said you have been farming for a while now, you're on the family farm and, and whatnot, spread over a number of locations too, or a number of shires. Yeah. Um, you know, what app or program or apps and programs have been sort of helping you with your farming operation? Yeah, sure. It's um, fairly uh, pertinent given Texpo's coming up, and I think I spoke mm. at in a farmer booth or farmer stand last time at Texpo about um, apps and but one that I just couldn't recommend highly enough to people and it's been really important to our business because we do have three families involved and we're all at different locations on you know on uh, different farms um, Dropbox has just been massive for mm. us we the idea of a central farm office is not a bygone era completely but we're really having success without a central farm office um and that just wouldn't be possible without dropbox so you know all of all of us have it on our computers and laptops um ipads but being able to access all your farm information off your mobile phone as you're getting around the paddock is just so important to us and i i'd just be lost to think where we'd be without it now Mm -hmm. um so that's been like it people ask me about it and I almost forget about it because it's just it's almost like having a mobile phone now. so it's, natural to oh, have it it is yeah. and and take that communication for granted yeah. the fact that it's so transparent to everyone yeah. in your business everyone across the different locations it's just there mm. so that's terrific yeah. dropbox and and you know my wife can just call up in the middle of the day and say hey I've just got an invoice I'm not sure about um it's on in blah blah file on Dropbox, yep. can you just jump on and have a look o- over that for us? And I can be on a boom throw and just open up my phone and have a look. Fantastic. And, you know, it's yeah, it's super important for us. It's um, it's great. The other ones, you know, a couple little ones. Well, not little ones, but that I've found to be really good in the last couple of years. Um, it was CSBP Sampling Pro Up, and that's oh, yeah. now Decipher Go. Yes, and that that's really. I'd stop short of saying revolutionised soil testing, but for us at home, that's just 
fantastic. I, I was so impressed, and it's just continually improving. So that one's been really good, and um, I've been using AgWorld for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the you know sort of cloud-based sharing systems um, with our spread um, across locations and different people involved, it's just important to have that um, you know live sharing, and that's that's what um, that's what AgWorld provides as well so that'd be my uh my few my quick little few um apps that are pretty useful for me at the moment yeah oh, they're really useful like you get good apps i mean there are a lot out there some of them are not so <laughs> not good wrong. um but you know we're almost over apt these days yeah. but there are some really useful ones and you get on a few stick on them and um really make some difference to your business and your day-to-day life because everyone's so busy spot on well, thanks, Evan. That's been fantastic to catch up on a whole range of thoughts, you know, why you got involved with Southern Dirt, why you're still involved and will continue to be even after, you know, if you're not the chairperson in the future, I'm sure you'll still be there and yeah. uh, giving, they reckon, you know, old chairpersons never go away. You know, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's in any organisation, doesn't matter what you're doing. So, um, yeah, the, the you know, the group will obviously go from strength to strength and I've seen that over the, the, the nine or ten years now. I've been really Really pleased with where Southern Dirt's uh, been and where it's going. And, um, yeah, thanks for sharing those app ideas and a few little bits and pieces on your on your projects as well. Yeah, great. Um, thanks, Craig, and thanks for your time and letting me be part of this. And, um, yeah, I'm just super motivated by where Southern Dirt's going. Just seeing the growth and, and how much is coming in and coming our way is just, yeah, fantastic. It's fantastic for the local area, fantastic for the group and all that are involved, so... Um, yeah, thanks for your time, Craig. No, it's been a pleasure. So you can get in touch, listeners, with Southern Dirt through their website. That's very easy to find on Google, so Southern Dirt, and also on Twitter, Facebook, um, but of course also they've got the office in Cogen up and coordinators all around in the different regions, so get amongst it. Absolutely. Thanks, Craig. Cheers, mate. See ya. Well, now we're going to catch up and introduce the Southern Dirt Research and Development Manager, Bromman Copestake. How are you today, Bromman? Very well, thank you. Yeah, look, it's really great to meet you and um, it'd be great for you to actually tell listeners a little bit about, you know, how long you've been at Southern Dirt, what are some of the things that you've done in the past and, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself, please, Bromman. Not a problem. I started work with Southern Dirt at the beginning of April of this year. Um, I come from a background as a manager of um, horticultural nurseries, production horticultural nurseries. Um, I also have a degree in veterinary medicine um, and I practised veterinary medicine in regional um, areas in Western Australia. Um, And my agricultural background is that I was um, born and raised on a wheat and sheep property in the corner of the Corrigan Shire. Oh, good old Corrigan. I'm going to be heading up there uh, next week. I've got a lot of trial work and other activities up there, and we work a fair bit with the Corrigan Farm Group as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's an excellent area, good for wheat growing. Oh, terrific. No, good. And look, the veterinary skills, no doubt, will come in really handy around the whole Southern Dirt area, a lot of livestock in the, the region. But, you know, really interested, in, as I'm sure listeners are, Bromman, and, you know, what are some of the challenges that you've seen coming into Southern Dirt that you think, you know, you need to address now as the research and development manager? Yeah, some of the main challenges we have here in Southern Dirt um, and that we get feedback from constantly from the growers is the non-wetting soil issues that mm. we have around here. Yep. So we have a number of different trials looking at various soil ameliorations, um, mechanical ameliorations as um, well as wetting agents. Um, yep. Another problem that's um, 
comes up quite frequently is the grazing, um, autumn winter grazing gap that we have here. Oh, it's a big one. Even my little place over at Bridgetown, it's yes. the hardest time to get the stock through. Yeah, and, and yeah. in a year like this year where we have um, sort of a later break, mm. you have that extended period, oh, yeah. no summer rain, so there's been no feed. So um, we're looking at various options for that, um, including grazing, particularly of um, the long season wheats. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a, a number of trials that are looking at and trying to address that issue as well. Yeah, it'd be really terrific is getting them through that period and then once things are set up yeah they can certainly sustain themselves but yeah it's that set up that start up isn't it yeah it's quite difficult and i mean it's important too for um diversity and whatnot to keep um you know animals as part of the rotation um i believe anyway yeah i certainly agree with that and and look on that topic too of diversity getting more crops generally i suppose across the area Yes, yeah, there is um, always that question of diversity um, for disease management and mm-hmm. weed management. Um, so we're looking at um, a number of different varieties of crops um, to, to extend rotations and um, crops also that um, have a completely different sort of, uh, you know, background um, biology so that they completely break from what we have existing at the moment. Yeah, and I know it's a challenge for us always in, you know, the business I'm with in Bayer as a technical person is just that lack of diversity um, in the crops there. There's probably a lot of potential options to control these weeds if the crops were different, but we've just got such a cereal canola monoculture unfortunately it's really challenging so I'll be yes. really interested to watch what you, you yeah. work with there and we do but it's um and there is a number of different crops available but it's finding the ones that are actually mm. economic and the ones that also fit into our current agronomic systems yep. so we have to be able to seed them with our existing machinery have to be able to harvest them with our existing machinery um, and we have to be able to make money off them yeah absolutely and um, we heard Evan Hall talk a little bit earlier just mentioned about flax which was a an old crop around the area so can you just mention from your perspective what you think flax you know how that might fit well yes I mean we have started um, a couple of different flax trials this year um, and they're looking really promising so we've got um, two different flax varieties Um, we're looking at time of sowing and application rates um, and um, seeding rates at this stage Mm -hmm. just to start to develop a an initial agronomic practice so we can go broader scale um, with our flax trials, we are focusing more on the seed production rather than the fibre side of it yep. um, because the seed is um, particularly high in omega-3s. Oh, so yeah. potentially it is a renewable resource of omega-3s um, because the fish resources are obviously limited. Mm. Um, they're not renewable as such. Yep. So um, it could potentially be a significant industry for our area. Oh, that sounds excellent. Really, yeah, be keen to watch that with interest and hope that develops a lot. Yes, and like I say, at this stage, um, it's looking encouraging. We've had really good initial germination um, across um, three different types of soil types in three significantly different climatic areas, um, and all of them are doing quite well. So we have okay. one in Wajan, one in Darkin, yep. one out of Katanning, oh, and cool. one not far from here in Kojana. All oh, right, excellent. Well, nice and diverse, and yeah, it will be good to watch those. So yeah, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or uh, No, I'd just like to thank you for the opportunity to to have a chat. No, fantastic. Well, thanks, Bromon. That's uh, terrific. And I'm sure, you know, we'll catch up with you more at the uh, Southern Dirt Expo, which is coming up in August, not too far away now. Absolutely. Our next big event on the calendar. Yeah, there'll be plenty to do. So it's been a pleasure to uh, meet you and catch up with you. And we'll look forward to, you know, a good, fruitful uh, relationship as we go forward, Bromon. Excellent. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, I'm out at Katanning at the moment at the Southern Dirt Cropping Challenge paddock and just having a look here with the project officer, Marissa Maitland. How are you today, Mar- Marissa? 
I'm very well, Craig. Thanks. How are you today? Yeah, going good. It's pretty cool out here and windy, but uh, very interesting to see these plots at uh, very early stages at the moment. And yeah, I suppose as we walk through, would you just want to give us a bit of a wrap up? When was it sown? Can you roughly remember when that was? And also types of crops that we've got here. Yeah, sure. Um, so this site was seeded on the 23rd of May. All plots were seeded at the same time. And yeah, they're, they're doing very well at the moment. We've got some uh, Capello vetch in front of us here right now, and that one's doing very well. Very cute. That's the Bayer plot, and it looks fantastic. I reckon it's the best one here, Marissa. <laughs> oh, it is looking pretty fantastic there, Craig, at I would definitely stage. say. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Definitely a front runner here. Um, we've also got some some canola, some different types of canola. And that's the the most popular crop we've got seeded in here. Um, and then we've got some oats as well, and they're they're looking quite beautiful, very lush. Um, we've got some bolt lentils too. Oh, fantastic! So a good wide diverse range of crops, and be interesting to see. Obviously, this year being our break crop or you know break year. Yeah, the Bayer team we chose vetch this year, really looking at growing some nitrogen fixation, a bit of bulk, and we'll pretty much uh, green manure that in later on in the season is our plan. That sounds good to me, yeah. The, the vetch is definitely one of my favourite crops that we've got in here this year, actually. It's a, it's a bit of a different one, so yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how different teams approach the season and what we do, and obviously, you know, a bit of thought there'll be the spring field day, or what did you say, that was later in September, 26th or something? Yep, so that's set for September the 26th, but um, thinking we might have a bit of a sundowner out here before then, maybe in a, in a couple of weeks, once things have settled down a little bit, so yeah. Oh, that'll be fantastic, and obviously you'll update all the team members and whatnot to come out and have a bit of a look through each other's plots. Yep, for sure, certainly. So um, once I've once I've set that date, I'll uh, I'll let everyone know when it is. Fantastic. Now it's looking good, Marissa. Well done, and uh, look forward to coming back and having a look at the cropping challenge again soon. Thanks very much, Craig. Thanks for listening to this Grower Group podcast, produced in conjunction with Bayer Crop Science. You can get more information about Grower Group activities from the Grower Group Alliance at gga.org.au. And Bayer is a strong supporter of grower groups right around Australia and you can get in touch with us at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.